For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome in. This is the Foxborough Files on the Believe Podcast Network, your number one source for Patriots news inside the podcasting world. I am your host, Brady Farkas. This is basically our test podcast, so you'll be able to... Once this goes through, you'll be able to subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And what we're going to do is at least once a week, hopefully twice in some scenarios, we're going to bring you Patriots content for Patriots fans out there. I'm going to have a co-host. We're getting set to announce who that's going to be after here, our test episode. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll tell you a little bit about myself on in this test episode, just so we all kind of know where everyone's coming from. I do like the Patriots. That's why I'm doing this. I work in radio in New England. I'm a radio host in New England, so I am around the Patriots a lot, but I am not a diehard Patriots fan. I'm actually a Seahawks fan, and I grew up in Seattle, and I'm still a diehard Seahawks fan, but I think because the person who's going to be doing the show with me is a former NFL player, and I was not, it's going to give us a good chance to go back and forth and have perspective that's interesting conversation that's interesting because I look at the Patriots not through blue and red colored glasses. I look at them objectively and I look at them honestly and the ability to talk about them honestly I think will be my strength and will be a strength of this podcast. And We're going to have an opportunity to share a lot of stories, get a lot of perspective from former players, from great guests that we're going to get. So again, just kind of getting all the cards on the table. I am a diehard Seahawks fan. I am still crushed by the Malcolm Butler interception, although I recognize how great it was for the Patriots, for you fans out there, for Tom Brady's legacy. Um, As I think about the 2019 Patriots, I am so pumped for this season, actually. And again, as I say, I'm a Seahawks fan. I am, but I'm also a Patriots fan. If you ask me to pick between the two, I'd pick the Seahawks, of course. Who wouldn't pick between their childhood team and a team that they work and cover? But I love what the Patriots have done. I love the ability to cover them on a daily basis and to talk about them. I'm so fascinated by this Patriots team because I think it's going to be a different team than we've seen in quite a while. This Patriots football team, to me, is going to be a power football team. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a power running team. It doesn't mean that it's always going to manifest itself in how they beat the Chargers last year in the playoffs when they ran it 40 times. That's not going to happen every week, and I don't expect it to happen every week, and it shouldn't happen every week. But what this Patriots team has done, they are constructed differently. Look at the players that they have acquired. Okay, They go get a running back in the third round of the draft this year in Damian Harris. A bowling ball. A bruising running back that can run between the tackles. They didn't have that all the time in years past. James White's not that guy. James White isn't that guy. Rex Burkhead isn't that guy. They go get now another running back to complement those two guys and the missability of Sony Michelle, who can also get downhill, but Harris is a different guy. Look at their receivers. Sure, there's Julian Edelman, who's undersized. But Demarius Thomas, big, physical, wins on the outside, can block. Josh Gordon, big, physical, can win on the outside, can block. Nikhil Harry, we won't see for the first six weeks because he's on IR. Big, 
physical, can win battles in the red zone. This Patriots football team is physical. And when I've thought about the Patriots in the entirety of my career in New England, and when I think about the Patriots for the entirety of the last decade, I don't think of physical. I think of nuanced. I think of technique. I think of disciplined. I think of scheme. I don't think of raw physicality. I think this Patriots team has raw physicality in a way that we haven't seen. Their wide receivers are big and physical. Their running backs have the ability to play physical. They've gone out and continued to address the offensive line in the draft last year by getting Isaiah Wynn. Okay, by making a couple of big trades in the last couple of weeks, getting Corey Cunningham from Arizona, getting uh, um, Illuminor from, from Baltimore, getting a new center in there and Russ Bodine. So they've got new guys in there that can play a physical style. I think they're going to be a team that can run. I think they're going to be a team that can win battles on the outside and have receivers that can go up and get the football in traffic and go up and win battles in the red zone. Everyone wants to focus on how this team doesn't have Gronk. That's a big deal. Don't I mean don't get me wrong, when you lose the best tight end in football history potentially, that's not not a big deal. But they have physicality to other positions now and defensively, you know what this team's going to have? Physicality also. And that again, I think of the Patriots beating you on defense with scheme, with technique by being able to outthink you. I think this team, I think this team can 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 roll some heads defensively. When I look at a, a front line of Chase Winovich, of Michael Bennett, Dietrich Wise if he's healthy, of Run Stuffer and Danny Shelton, I like the defensive front more than most do. A linebacking core that features, you know, going 4-5 deep when we think about Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, um uh, Alandon Roberts, Jawan Bentley, Winovich again, who can play outside. Jamie Collins coming back, a secondary that I think can shut you down when you talk about Stephon Gilmore, who may be the best defensive back in the game. If you look at Madden ratings, he is the fe- best defensive back in the game. He's up there better than Richard Sherman, on par with Jalen Ramsey. Gilmore can lock somebody down. Jawan Williams, who they draft this year, big, long, physical. This is a Patriots team that's different. It's different than it's looked. It's different than it's been put together over the last few years. And I think it's going to be faster. When I look at the losses the Patriots had last year, especially week two against Jacksonville, when they were just thoroughly manhandled in every possible way up and down the field in Jacksonville, they looked old, they looked slow, they looked weak, and the Jaguars looked like not only the hungrier hungrier team, they looked like just the faster team. They looked like they were moving they made the Patriots look like they were moving in slow motion. I don't think that happens this year. This is a Patriots team that I feel really good about going into the season. And I know it's a popular thought to say, oh, New England just plays September like an extension of the preseason. And, oh, they're just figuring it out. And they go 2-2. Two and two, And last year, those two losses were to Jacksonville and Detroit. I don't think that's the case this year. I don't think that's the case this year. I think they win on Sunday against Pittsburgh. I think they have an opportunity to go 4-0 or 3-1 in these in this first month. The schedule is in their favor. Pittsburgh is the toughest game. I think they use the momentum of the Foxborough crowd. It's banner night. It's opening night. I think they use that momentum. I think they win week one. And then when I look at they're playing the rest of the division over the next month. They're better than all those teams. Miami stinks. Buffalo, meh. Jets think they can be good. I don't know that they'll be good early. I think the Patriots go three and or three and one or four and oh in this first month of the season. And with that I think they are absolutely going to look different than they did at the beginning of the year. And look, I, I told you, I'm not a Patriots homer. If I thought they stunk, I tell you, I think they stink. I think this is a team that comes out and dominates early in a way that we haven't seen before. And I think they do it in a way that we haven't seen before. 
when I think about players heading into week one that I'm most excited about, well, the answers are obvious. Okay, I'm excited to see Josh Gordon. 40 catches, 720 yards, three touchdowns last year. He brought a level to that to that offense that wasn't there. He brought a dynamic to that offense that wasn't there. I think if, if and it's a huge if, and I know that, he's a if he's there for the entirety of the season, if he's healthily, healthy mentally and physically, that's a dynamic that the Patriots haven't had in years. And I think that Josh Gordon's going to have a good season. I don't think he's going to put up 1,200 yards. I don't think he's going to have 85 catches. I don't think he's that player for them. I think Julian Edelman's the guy who gets 105 catches, not Josh Gordon. But what the Patriots have in their receiver room is they have guys now that can help at every level, which make that offense really, really scary when you look at the potential. Julian Edelman's underneath. Demarius Thomas underneath, across the middle, showed in the preseason finale that he can go vertical still at this point in his career, although I don't expect it to be a major part of his game. Josh Gordon can go vertical. Nikhil Harry, when he's playing, can go vertical. Okay, So they have guys that can work short, intermediate, and long. And they also, by the way, have three to four running backs that can catch out of the backfield. You will learn this about me as this podcast goes on, and we do this weekly a couple times a week, hopefully. Rex Burkhead is my guy. Like the idea that the Patriots were going to cut Rex Burkhead potentially, I, I was ready to cry myself to sleep over that thought because I love Rex Burkhead. So, hey, that's my own thing. You don't have to love Rex Burkhead like I do, but Burkhead catches the ball. White catches the ball. They can both split out, play in the slot, go wide receiver if they need to. Gives them a lot of options and a lot of potential creativity. A lot of potential creativity. I am really, really excited for the opportunities that this Patriots offense has and the mismatches that they can potentially create. And Josh McDaniels has shown a willingness to get to, to get creative. Remember, a couple years ago, when they had Brandon Cooks, you would see him run reverses, etc. Cordero Patterson was a Swiss Army knife last season. There's potential for this Patriots offense to look different than it's looked in years past, and I'm, I'm excited for it. I really am excited for it. When I think about under-the-radar players that I'm interested in seeing heading into Week 1, and go no further than Damian Harris. And the reason why I say that is I have no idea what Damian Harris's role on this team is. Is he a guy who gets 12 touches a game? Is he a guy who doesn't see the field all year? I don't know. But they took Damian Harris for a reason. This is, they took a running back in the third round last year, one year after taking a running back in the first round. Why? There has to be a reason. On the surface, it doesn't make any sense, right? Once May happens and the draft comes and goes, you're sitting at home thinking, Okay, Sony Michelle, they drafted him, had a good year, largely healthy, you know, didn't play the first game of the year, but largely healthy. They have James White under contract, they have Rex Burkett under contract. Why do they need a fourth running back? I don't know the answer to that then. When I think about it now, I'm like, is it insurance against Michelle's knee history issues? Is it insurance against Burkhead's uh, injury history in New England? I, I have no idea. What is Damian Harris going to be to this team? Because if he gets out there and plays a lot, well, whose time is he taking away? It's probably Burkhead, and it probably is protection for Sony Michelle. If he gets out there and never plays, then why'd they waste a third-round pick on a running back? These are things that I need to see the answers to. How will it manifest itself over the course of a season? And we know the Patriots never look the same. They never look the same twice. They look different on back-to-back weeks all the time. One day he may get no carries. The next day he may get 10. I have no idea what Damian Harris is going to do. Also, Michael Bennett. I don't know if he's really under the radar, but I'm interested in seeing how he fits in in Foxborough. One is in the in the locker room culture. 
Michael Bennett is outspoken. He's been outspoken in Seattle before. He wanted to force his way out of Philly. Does he, quote, fall in line with the Patriot way? I would think yes at this point in his career. But look, he's already got the money. He's already got a ring. So I don't know what Michael Bennett wants there. Does he just want more of those things? Does he want personal statistics? How does he fit in with this Patriots game plan week to week? I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think he can get after the quarterback still and get you an eight-and-a-half sack season. Patriots haven't had a real dynamite pass rusher in a while. I'm excited about Dietrich Wise. I'm excited to see what he can do as well. Hopefully he can play a full season here and be healthy. I'm not sure that he will because he hasn't done it yet, but excited to see what he can do also. As for... I told you, this is the Fox World Files on the Believe Podcast Network, and I'm Brady Farkas. We'll be doing this every single week, hopefully multiple times a week in some occasions, and we'll be bringing you the best pay, uh, Patriots news and notes, and this is the test episode, so I can't spoil all the good stuff about what we're going to be doing, but I'll give you my week one prediction. I think the Patriots are going to come out in week one against Pittsburgh, and I think they're going to win this game 31-2. to. Thirty-one to twenty, and I really think it's not going to be that close. I think that twenty, those last points for Pittsburgh come towards the end. I think the Patriots' offense is good enough, especially in good weather, to generate some scoring chances early. And I think, as we just talked about, their offense can be dynamic. I don't know that it will be all the time, but I think it is on opening night. And I think their defense can lock some people up. And I don't know how this Steelers team is going to look offensively without Antonio Brown. Can Juju Smith-Schuster go one-on-one with, you know, or can he handle a double coverage? Can he handle a safety that's shaded over? Can Stephon Gilmore take him out of the game entirely? Can Juju Smith-Schuster take over for Antonio Brown? Can James Conner, with a year of film on him, can he put up the kind of numbers he did last year? How does Ben Roethlisberger look at this point in his career? Ben Roethlisberger's pushing 40 at this point. Okay, He is almost 40 years old. He's a couple years away from it. How does he look? That draft class of 04, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger is all you know, 37, 38 years old. How does Ben look? How does Ben play? How does Ben move? What about the defense at this point? Okay, um, TJ Watt had a great year last year. They've got a couple other young linebackers that people are excited about, but how, do, how does the youth of Pittsburgh mesh early in the season? And how does the new faces, the new faces with new roles, how do they continue to grow as well so i'll take the patriots by a final score of 31 to 20 in the opener more things on me real quick just kind of more rapid fire news and notes uh when i was growing up my favorite patriot was ty law reason why he wore number 24 i told you i'm from seattle so big ken griffey jr guy so anyone who wore 24 was always good to me ty law was that guy so i enjoyed seeing him i've been fortunate enough to be at the last three super bowls um, not not the games, but the media week leading up to it. My favorite Patriot to speak to was, uh, well, take it back, not my favorite to speak to. The one that I could tell was the best was Matthew Slater. Without a doubt, Matthew Slater is one of the nicest people I've ever met, and I only asked him one question, and it only took one question to learn that answer. Rex Burkhead is great. I've talked with him on multiple occasions, so I've always looked forward to that. I spoke to Hall of Famer and former Patriot Jack Hanna and uh, had a lot of good stuff out of him, so... When I announce who the co-host is going to be, and that's coming up soon, you'll get more and more great stories. Episode one, the test episode in the books, the Foxborough Files, soon to be available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brady Farkas. Until next time, go Pats. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.